to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. We're not supposed to do that. We're just to call it what it is. This is sin. God, forgive me. And the problem is, when you, when you get into this sinless perfection doctrine where people say, well, I don't sin anymore. And it's like, so then you kind of make excuses. Well, that's not me. And I don't sin anymore. And that doesn't belong to me. And that's just, it's just that I forgot who I was. Baloney. You're a sinner. You need Jesus Christ. You need the cross. You need to confess that before the Lord. You need to confess it to him. And he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Wednesday, I was over at Calvary Costa Mesa, and I ran into a gentleman that I've known for about 17 years, George Bocade. He has a ministry to help people who are out of work to find employment through networking. I don't even know. I've never went to the program or anything, but he's been faithful at doing this for the last 27 years. And I was there, I don't know, just before, you know, seven o'clock in the morning, just before seven, I was there and he's got his little carts and he's rolling his thing to his classroom and he sets up all of his stuff and everything. And, and he, you know, he stopped to talk to me and he says, you know, he's been doing this ministry for 27 years. And I'm like, that's faithfulness. That's so faithful. And it's a, you know, it's a voluntary thing for him. He does it to, to help other people, to try to help other people. And it's like, you know, that's a blessing. That's, you know, in, He's being faithful at what God has called him to do. What has God called you to do? If you're a banker, be faithful. If you're an accountant, be faithful. If you're a dentist, be faithful. So I'm looking at one right now, Steve. <laughs> it's a blessing. Steve, he's, he's one of our pastors here that has been ministering with us for I don't even know how many years, at least eight years, nine years, around there somewhere. Yeah, praise God. But you know what? He knows he's called right now to be a dentist. So what he does in his dentistry is he, he invites coworkers to church. He's prayed with some to receive Christ. He's, he's using that as a ministry there in his, as in his dentistry. He, he's called to be a dentist. So he's being faithful at doing until he retires. And he's praying that would be soon. <laughs> but whatever. But, but he's being faithful at what God has called him to do. But he, he's using that as a platform to keep Jesus as much as he can. I know him, but to keep Jesus in the center of whatever he does. You know, when he's not there doing dentistry, he's here all the time. And it's a wonderful thing because he loves being in fellowship. He loves to, to have the fellowship of the brethren. And it's, and it's, I don't, you know, I could go around the room. He's just one, he just so happened, I said, Dennis, and I look over and there he is. So, you know, but I could go around the room and just, you know, and talk about those here that are being faithful to what God has called you to do. And I just want to encourage you, continue to be faithful that whatever God has called you to do. Sometimes we don't see immediate results. Jeremiah, the prophet, Jeremiah, he, he didn't see one convert. Did you know that? You know how discouraging that would be? That would be terrible. But he was faithful. Great verses to go with this. Uh, Proverbs 28, 20. I love this verse. A faithful man will abound with blessings. Do you want to abound with blessings? Then just be faithful. Another great verse that goes with this, Luke 16.10, it says, he was faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. 
And he was unjust in what is least is unjust in what is much. So it means that when you can be faithful in the little things that God has given you, you're going to be, you're going to be able to be faithful at the bigger things that God's given you. The, the, the things that God has given you, if you're faithful in the little, he's going to entrust you with more. And you'll be able to be faithful in those things. Another great verse. 1 Corinthians 4.2. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found, can we say it together? Faithful. Can everyone see this back here, by the way? Yeah? If not, you need glasses because it's pretty big. One more for faithful. Revelation 2.10, Jesus talking to the church in Smyrna that we're going through difficult times, that some were going to be thrown in prison. Jesus says, be faithful unto death. Be faithful unto, unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Be faithful right to the end. And it's a good reminder for us. Let's look back in our our text. First, or excuse me, uh, Colossians 1, verse 3. He goes on to say, We give thanks to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love for all the saints. Paul's saying, word is traveling. And the word is traveling that you guys have great faith in Jesus Christ and you guys have great love for all the saints. And he says, I can't stop praying for you guys ever since I heard this news. I, I keep praying for you guys. I, I'm, and you just, you, as you read this, you realize that he is so grateful for this church in Colossae because of their faith and love. Those are two things that are so important in any church is that we have faith in Jesus Christ and that we have love for one another. Faith and love, faith and love, faith and love. I'll tell you, when I hear about what's going on in different parts of the world, I, I'm so grateful and I, I'm so thankful. We have uh, uh, Brian McDaniel here sometimes and he tells us, gives us updates on what's going on in Haiti and just, is it a miracle the things that are going on in Haiti? And you just, it, it's exciting when you hear you're so grateful and you're so excited of what God is doing there. And then with uh, Don and Marta there in Israel and the, the apples, Stephen, Pat Apple, what God's doing in Israel over there. And just, you know, how Don and Marta are working with the, the Holocaust survivors. And it's like, you know, it, it, you hear about what's going on and it just brings, you're so grateful and it should, as Paul did here, we should pray always for them. And that's what we do. In our prayer time together, we pray for all the missionaries. If we don't, Steve Sollett, he, that's like his, he, you know, this must be Steve Sollett morning or something. <laughs> Dr. Steve Sollett, he, he makes sure we pray for the missionaries. We pray for our missionaries. And Paul's so grateful when he hears about their faith. And, and notice what the faith is in. It's in Christ Jesus. If, I don't know if you've noticed, some people just say, oh, I just have faith in faith. And they'll tell you, you just need to believe Right? Have you met people like this? You just need to believe. That sounds good. Believe. And everything's going to be good if you just believe. Believe in what? And you'll ask them, I, I don't know, just, I just believe. And then you'll say, you've got to have faith. Even George Michaels, he wrote that. You've got to have faith, 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 right? But it says, it's not the same faith. It's faith in Jesus Christ. The famous evangelist, George Whitefield, he was sharing with a man and he asked the man, he says, you know, he, he was sharing Jesus with them and he, he asked the man, what do you believe? He says, well, I believe what my church believes. And he says, well, what does your church believe? He says, what I believe. <laughs> and then he's like, he goes, well, what do you both believe in? He says, well, why we believe in the same thing? 
And some people are like that. They don't know what they believe in. They just know it's got to be faith and we need to all believe. And, and really, the world uses that word like it's a special thing. We just have to have faith. We just need to believe. And they'll even say it in a whisper. You need to believe. <laughs> it's like that's supposed to fix everything. But we believe and that'll fix it. No, this church believed in Jesus Christ. Christ Jesus. That's what our faith is in. Our faith is in Jesus Christ. We need to know what we believe. He's the only one that can save us. Faith in faith doesn't save anybody. Faith in the one who died for us, that saves us. That's a saving faith. And my question to you, do you have faith in Jesus Christ? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Have you turned from your sins and have you given your sins to him at the cross of Calvary? And do you have his Holy Spirit living inside of you, giving you new life? That's the good news. That's the gospel. I have Christ in me, the hope of glory. I have hope beyond the grave because of my faith is not just in faith. My faith is in Jesus Christ. And there is no other name, the Bible tells us, that's given among men that we must be saved. It's the name of Jesus Christ. Do you know there's power in the name of Jesus Christ? There's great power in that name. At the name of Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I, I bow my knee and I say, Jesus Christ is Lord. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, Paul the Apostle said, and I say that. I, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to those who believe. There's no other name given to us that you can be saved. It's only the name of Jesus Christ. He's the only one that died on the cross for the sins of the world. He's the only one that can take away your sin. He's the only one that can give you new life. He's the only one that can give you life in the spirit, he give you his Holy Spirit that you can live a spiritual life. To be a Christian is to be Christ-like. You can't be Christ-like without Christ's Holy Spirit living inside of you. You can't do it. You can try to be as good as you want, but guess what? All of sin and all fall short of the glory of God. We're all gonna come short. We need Jesus Christ. Have you put your faith in Christ? Have you given your life to Christ? Do you have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? See, the church in Colossae, they, they knew what they believed in. It was Christ Jesus. And Paul the Apostle was so thankful that he prayed and he was so excited about what was taking place in Colossae because there was true transformation taking place through Jesus Christ. Has Christ saved you? Are you born of his Holy Spirit? That's the saving faith. But then there's a keeping faith. And I believe probably most of us here have that saving faith. If, if not all of us, there, there might be one or two here that you don't have that saving faith. And I want to encourage you, please accept Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Please allow him to be Lord of your life. Please, today, if you'll hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Open up your heart. Let Jesus Christ be the Lord of your life. Today is the day. Today, it's not about religion. It's about a relationship with God through his son. And that's a saving faith. But listen, there's also a, a keeping faith. It's, it's trusting God, faith, believing in God for everything in our life. And I, I believe we can all lack in that department. Where are we, do we really have faith every day that God's going to take care of everything? 
And there might be a situation in your life today and you're like, oh, I don't know, Lord. I don't know if this is going to work. I don't know if this is going to take place. I don't know if, if, it's, if, this is gonna, if you're going to see me to the other side. Well, you have to trust God. You have to trust that God's going to keep you and if he began to work in you, he's going to complete it and he's going to see you through it and he's going to walk you through it and he's going to take you by your hand and he's going to walk you through that, that time that you're going through. But you have to trust that he knows what he's doing. I've shared this before. When, when my wife and I, we had three miscarriages. When we lost the third baby, I, I was confused at it. I was like, why, God? I mean, it wasn't questioning God, like, why are you doing It's just like, I just don't, I don't, my mind can't understand this. I can't figure it out. I, I don't understand. And God gave me a verse. I've shared it before. He gave me a verse for now we see in a mirror dimly and then face to face. God was just speaking to me saying, you see it dimly. You don't fully understand, but trust me by faith that you'll understand when you get to the other side. And I was like, God, that's all I need. Thank you. I know you're going to work it out. I know that you, you have a purpose in everything that you do. And that's a keeping faith when you just, you, you trust God in every situation that comes your way. Is there a situation in your life today where you're just wondering, God, do you really have this under control? Trust him. Do your best. Pray that it's blessed. Let Jesus take care of the rest. Do your best. Pray that it's blessed. Let Jesus take care of the rest. Trust in the Lord. Just basically, it's the verse, you know, in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord. We know this, right? Trust in the Lord. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, in all your ways, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Trust him. Let him direct your path. Awesome verses to go with this. Proverbs 31, 25, as we talk about faith. This is talking about the Proverbs woman, the Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman, right? I love this. This is the, the New Living Translation, but I love the way they spell it out. She's, she, she is clothed with strength and dignity. Just that alone. She's clothed in strength and dignity. The Proverbs 31 woman, right? It doesn't stop there. Listen to this. And she laughs with no fear at her future or of her future. Don't you love that? She laughs with no fear at her future. She, she laughs at it. In other words, there's tough things coming her way and she's like, God's going to take care of it. And it might be just a doozy that's right in front of them. And it's like, what are we going to do? And she just starts laughing. She's like, God's going to take care of it. Or it says, other translations say she rejoices in it or she rejoices in her future or she rejoices what's coming up. It means that if you look at it, she just kind of laughs that she doesn't have any concern of what's going to happen because she trusts in God. I want to keep that verse to heart for me. I want to be the Proverbs 31 man. <laughs> and I know it's... <laughs> I talk a lot about my wife and I, you know, I don't want to, but I, I love my wife's faith. You know, she has great faith. But I have to say for both of us, the combination of the two of us together, if she's worried about something, I have to say, honey, don't worry, God's going to take care of it. Or if I'm worried about something, she'll be there and say, honey, don't worry, God always takes care of it. And we actually kind of, it's a combo thing. We don't take together. We're the Proverbs 31 couple together. <laughs> what a great verse. Another Psalm 91.2. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him I will trust. I will trust in him. So there's that faith, that keeping faith, trusting in God. He's your refuge. He's your fortress. You don't have to worry. Romans 15, 13. Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope, I love this verse, fill you with all joy 
and peace in, can we say that together? Believing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, having faith, trusting him, that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what I want. I want to abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit, trusting him in everything. First Peter 1, 1 Peter 1, starting with verse 3, it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you, who are kept by the power of God. Through what? Through faith. Do you know that you are kept by the power of God through faith? through believing, for salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. It goes on to say, in this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved with various trials. Can I get an amen for that? Various trials. But listen what it says. So you might be grieved with various trials, but listen to this. Why are you grieved with these various trials? Why are these trials here? They're for you. What do you mean it's for you? That the genuineness of your Faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus Christ. In other words, the trials that you're growing through, they're for you. And if you just trust by faith that you have a, a precious faith that's more precious than gold itself, that you just trust in God, you keep praising him, you keep honoring him, you keep glorifying him and realize that God is at work and God's gonna work it out. Don't get shaken from it. And the next verse with that, it's a long one here, but I wanna, it says, verse eight, continuing with these verses, whom having not seen you love, talking about God. You haven't seen him yet, but you love him, right? That's faith alone. Though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. In other words, God's working it out. He's gonna save your soul. You just keep believing. You keep having faith. As we talk about staying on track, let's stay on track when it comes to faith. Let's not just have a saving faith. Let's have a keeping faith. Let's keep trusting that our God is in control of everything that comes our way. Everything that comes your way is sifted through the hands of a loving God. Everything. I want to look at verse 3 one more time, or verse 3 and 4, the latter part, verse 4. Paul saying, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of your love. So he prays and he's giving thanks because of their faith, but also because of their love for all the saints. When we accept Christ as our savior, one thing that should happen, and we've talked about this in the past, we should have love for believers, other believers. This church has a great love. Did you notice for all the saints, all the other believers? And God has done that in my heart. The people that I... And blessed to know here at the church and get to spend some time with at the church. I can honestly say God has given me a great love for them. And it's a supernatural love. It's not a, you know, it's just, it's God's love. It, it's like when you abide in Christ, you abide in him and he is love. God is love. 
and he loves his people. And when you abide in him, you automatically have love for God's people. If I have a hatred towards God's people or I'm angry at God's people and all this crazy stuff, I'm not abiding in God. I'm not abiding in Christ because God is love and he has such a love for his people. Yesterday, the Phillips asked us to come over, Bob and Amanda, over their home and to, they just bought a new home. So they asked if we'd pray over it and dedicate it to the Lord. I said, yeah, we'd love to. And actually, the, the last home that they bought, we did the same thing before they moved in. That was so important to them that they would have the house dedicated to the Lord. So we, we went in and we dedicated the house. We prayed over the house. And, but, you know, that was great. That was a blessing. But the best part of it, we got to just hang out with them for a while. And I can say, you know, they've been coming. How long have you guys been? Over 10 years? 10 or 11 years the church? Yeah. And there's just an instant love that takes place. We were over there. We didn't want to leave. I had to start working on the message and all. And it's like, I could have hung out there all day. I could have hung out. I could still be there right now if they didn't throw me out of the house. But it's like, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. I just, there's a great love for the believers. And as I'm looking around the room, just when I get to hang out with the, the, the body of Christ, there's a great love. And the more time we spend together, there should be that bond that grows. And that's what's happening in Colossae. They, they have love for all the saints. There's a love that's taking place. And the Bible makes it very clear. And I'm going to put this verse up as we wind down here. John 13, 35, and you know this already, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have pizza with one another. (laughs) No, it doesn't say that, does it? No, if you have love for one another. All will know, the the whole world knows because they can't experience true love. They can't do it because God is love. If you have God, you have true love. If you don't have God, you have a false love. You don't have a true love. You have lust. You have, uh, you know, whatever it is. It's just, it's it's tainted. It's it's not godly. It's not good. What we have in Christ, we have a, a, a brotherly, sisterly love that we can have for one another. And if that's not happening in your life, you know, you might want to examine your life and say, God, um, you know what? I, I mean, be, be real if this is happening in your heart. saying, God, I can't stand the brothers and sisters here. You know, if if you have that in your heart, God wants to change that. Truly. And if you have that in your heart, usually there's something going on that it's indicating there's something wrong with your walk with Christ because God has love. So when you abide in him, there's an abiding with God and you abide in the the vine and you're just, you're, you're one with him. He just, he has great love and he pours out love into your heart and he, he loves you to hang out with the brothers and sisters in Christ. And I get it. There's people, you know, that, that struggle with that. I, I've met people, I've talked with people, even people in the church would say, you know, there's, there's this thing that they, they, they're fighting through and I just want to encourage you, fight through it. Confess it to God. Give it to the Lord because God wants, listen, God wants his love to be known in the midst of us because all will know that we're his disciples when you and I have great love for one another. Amen? Amen. So as we close, and as I look at my notes and my wife wrote on the bottom, I love you, that's so sweet. As we close, as believers, we can have a tendency to get off track. And again, one of the Reasons why Paul the Apostle wrote this letter is to warn believers to stay on track, stay the course, keep Christ in the center of everything. Keep Christ in the center of your marriage. Keep, for those that are married, keep Christ in the center of your home. Keep Christ in the center of your workplace.
keeps Christ in the center of your ministry, keep Christ in the center of your relationship with others, because the three-strand cord is not easily broken. When Christ is in the center of everything that we do, it's, it's a bond that can't be easily broken. So let's stay on track, amen. Listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick, an outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. We'd like to extend an invitation to visit us here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Our address is 16450 Pacific Coast Highway in Huntington Beach, California, 92649. We're located in Peter's Landing Marina in Huntington Harbor. Our Sunday service times are 10 a.m. and 12 o'clock noon. Our Tuesday evening Bible study begins at 7 p.m. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.